Hello and welcome to Punta Vista, episode 187. I am Ben, and I am here at the National Air and Space Museum in Washington, D.C., marvelling at this testament to the vision and ingenuity mankind displayed in its quest to lift itself from the surface of the Earth. With me is Theo, who has spent too much time imagining having nothing but a thin wall between you and the vacuum of space, (laughs) and is now quietly vomiting inside Skylab B. Hey, how are you? I just saw that that video of the... um of the, the airplane with the engine on fire mm-hmm. midair. Mm. Is that... I was trying to find out whether that was the same one. Was that the same plane where the part of it fell in front of that person's where house? They, where they Donnie Darko'd that person's house? I don't I don't know. Twitter seems to want to link the two events, but I'm I'm not even sure that the thing on fire is a is a thing from today or, or just someone posted this video and got, you know, a crazy amount of uptake. It's so, definitely one of those things know. where... Uh, you see something and someone has posted it, but the wording makes it sound like maybe it's their video, but you realise there's yeah. no, no definite no, so link to say that there is. No, well, she said, oh, my parents are on this flight and things on fire. Everyone's okay, though. And then, like, one post later, she's like, oh, I take no credit for this video, you know? Yeah. So you got to get your clout anyway you that you can. you got to get your clout. There's a guy who's been... Uh, getting millions of shares on this post of being like incredible footage from the surface of Mars with audio. Uh, and it's from like, it's not from Perseverance at all. It's from two years ago. Uh, was it two years ago? I think it's from Curiosity. And like the sound is some composite thing, not from microphones, but from, from the vibration of it or whatever. But uh, he, none, of, none of his wording says this is from Perseverance. He just posted it on, like, the day that it landed. So everyone's like... That's genius. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things it's where... A, it's a cool grift where... It's a great one. You get no money from it whatsoever. Um, and all you do is, like, pretend that something is important or new. It, like, it's so bizarre. It's like, it's like coming to, like, um, what does your dad do for work? Um, day and be like, my dad's a marine. Uh, he has ninety-seven medals of honor. Who is yeah, it the, for? Uh, Call of Duty games are actually based on my dad, <laughs> who is immortal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one, and like oftentimes, it's not as if they are sort of using that the followers or whatever they get from it for anything. Like the no. dude that posted the Perseverance video, he's got like. 15,000 followers or whatever. One of those bios where it's just, it it's nothing. It's lots of words being like communications and strategy for blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well, you don't really do anything, do you? Fluent in sarcasm mm. and snark. Well, I fucking <laughs> bet he is. Uh, but then like, it's not like they're posting about other stuff and then using those followers to boost that. It's all that sort of thing. I think they're just watching that number go up and being mm. like, well, I'm rock hard right Couldn't, now. Are you still Couldn't getting that me. endorphin hit though if it's not yours? It's like stealing tweets. It's like, are you really getting... All that that hit, you know, that pure rush of adrenaline. That pure you get rush from of strangers. adrenaline when someone likes your tweet. It's <laughs> <laughs> all I have anymore. Uh, if you are someone who habitually steals content for clout on the internet, uh, do you still get off on it? Let us know. <laughs> uh, we are not alone here at the National Air and Space Museum. Also with us, having just one of the day's many full-body no-touch orgasms, it's Lucy, who is oh. looking at a Concord. Okay, all right, I see. Yep. <laughs> because you like planes. Yeah, no, I got it. I don't like it. that. I heard it. You don't like the Concorde? <laughs> Too pointy. I do like the Concorde. I don't know if it gets me off, but, you know, it's a nice plane. Mm-hmm. Had a little walkthrough one in the oh, Aviation Museum in Seattle. Oh, uh-huh. What a dream. 
Wait, did I went to that one. Did I get to walk through a Concorde? I don't remember a Concorde. Really? There's like a really good aviation museum. It's I think I'm it's in Seattle, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one that's got Boeing the old Air yeah. Force One, right? Yeah, it's you can Concorde go on Nixon's in there. Air Force One. Yeah, you can go on Nixon's Air Force One. Yeah, all right. There's a Concorde in there. You missed out. Maybe it wasn't there when you went. Maybe. Or I've just completely erased the Concorde from Maybe. my mind. Maybe. You're like, what's that fucking so stupid looking plane? <laughs> uh, be pointier, you little bitch. <laughs> yeah, get his ass. They are cool, though. That's They're a, pretty cool. It's a shame we got rid of those. Did we just decide that uh, supersonic flight's not worth it? We tried it. Not for us. Too fast. <laughs> Too fast. Back a little bit. Just we slow down a it. bit. Oh, very classy. Okay, Lutzy. 500, 600 uh, aerial knots. What do you measure that in? Lucy? What? Pardon? Far- What's our speed? Air, air, Ground. air knots. Like Ground the, knots. the speed of sound? What, what no, are we talking no, no. about? Do what do you measure of, of how fast plane go? I don't know. Pretty fast. Hmm. No, but like, what measurement are we using? What's I'm our? I'm no units? pilot. I'm no plane scientist. Oh my fucking god! So what? You're just like looking at them. You're not interested in any of the operational parts of them. Not at you all. don't enjoy they the just, stats. You don't have they the look little nice. those little like flick cards that you put in a big drawer that you can like pull out and go flick 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 flick. flick. <laughs> Let me just take my, to the seven four seven Super E, the nine hundred version. <laughs> Is this how you picture my life? Yeah, I mean, a less. little. Yeah. I mean, it's that's not that exciting. the only mostly, thing you talk to us about. Mostly just looking at, like, yeah, we know the nothing about reality your life, actually. flight radar. <laughs> you tell us no personal information whatsoever, and then you'll occasionally, like yesterday, be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Here is a blurry, distant video of a plane. <laughs> it was the Antonov 124, and it was very exciting, and I was walking across the tarmac onto my plane and it just came into land and no one else was even looking at it. Yeah, because it's... Uh, I'm sorry. No, that was a that was going to be a mean reaction to that. You've seen it. It's a <laughs> it's big a plane. Sh- <laughs> it's a huge, cool plane. Uh, although I was misled to believe that it was the AN... The, uh, much much cooler, huger plane. Yes, it was yeah. difficult 225, to see from the sorry. very blurry photo which I took having to lean over the person that was in the window seat and be like, I'm so sorry, but can I just take a picture of this plane outside? Did they ask any follow-up questions? No, they didn't ask any follow-up questions. I'm just a a plane freak, so don't mind me for a second. (laughs) Don't mind me. Oh, you might be a little confused. Let me explain. I'm a nasty little pervert. (laughs) Yeah, all right. All right. Just because, yeah, okay, let's move on. All right. Well, yeah, enough of this boring talk about planes. anti-av geek sentiment in here. Uh, it's time for a little segment we like to call Plainly Speaking. Uh, this is your captain speaking. Please return your seats to their upright positions as we are coming in hot on another edition of Plainly Speaking. Uh, this is a story from the website Australian Aviation. New Zealand drone pilot convicted after collision with paraglider. <laughs> Fuck. This could so- go two ways. <laughs> This could be a story about a man flying a drone into a paraglider, or this could be a story about a man who flies drones for fun, running his car into someone who paraglides for fun. (laughs) Just in a parking lot Mm, near the uh, amateur airbase. Uh, It's actually the first one of those two things I just said. A New Zealand man has been convicted and fined after he crashed his drone into a trainee paraglider in 2018. (laughs) It's really one thing you didn't want to happen, Tiberius. As a, a trainee, mm. it's like, well, at least there's nothing up here to run into. No <laughs> shots of the air. Drone. 
the drone and paraglider collided mid-air at Koreatahi Beach, south of Auckland. According to court documents, the DJI Phantom 3 drone collided with the paraglider about 100 metres above the ground and became entangled into one of the paraglider's brake lines, making steering difficult. It, they don't have brake lines, do they? Well, it's just changing the shape of the wing uh. to, I don't know, do shit. Uh, luckily, the paraglider managed to land unhurt, however, was shaken by the incident. The man, a recreational drone pilot, was convicted at the Manukau? Manukau? No, I have no idea. District Court on Thursday and fined $1,000 for operating a drone in a manner that caused unnecessary endangerment and failing to give way and keep clear of a manned aircraft. He is the first person to be convic- convicted in New Zealand for a crash between a drone and a manned aircraft. We're wow. talking about a, a, a man on a parachute, right? No, like a, a paraglider. Isn't paragliding they... where it's a wing? Like it's a fixed wing? Yeah, it's wing? like a big kite, right? Yeah. yeah. That's what paragliding is? I thought it was like where you go out over the over the ocean and, you know, you see the guys over the ocean and they've got the big parachute. Yeah. Sort is of... that a different thing? Oh, no. Oh. Sorry. I was thinking of... Um, I was hang thinking gliding. of the. Oh, I, I was thinking there. of no, hang gliding. Not hang gliding. No, no, no. We're talking about we're talking about those dudes you see, and I guess it's got a seat. Does that count as a craft? Uh, well, they're calling it I a manned guess. aircraft, so I guess manned so. Aircraft. Sometimes they got a little fan on them. That's cool. Ever seen that? That is That's, cool. Sounds mm. cool. Glad we can agree on that. <laughs> uh, Dean Winter, the Deputy Chief Executive of Aviation Safety at the Civil Aviation Authority of New Zealand, said it was extremely lucky that the paraglider was not killed or seriously injured in the crash. He added that he hopes Thursday's conviction of the drone pilot will encourage other drone users to rigorously follow CAA drone rules, which specify that pilots must keep their drone within sight and land immediately when manned aircraft are nearby. Mm, all the drone <laughs> owners are just nodding. And going, yeah, yeah, mate. Mm. Yeah, yeah, fucking absolutely. We're going to read some boring book about rules. I'm absolutely going to take off my plane? VR goggles <laughs> while I'm flying this thing around a kilometre away from me. Uh, the drone pilot's conviction and fine followed a judge-alone trial where Judge Mina Warapuri found the man guilty of the laid charges. The drone pilot, who purchased his drone in 2016... Reportedly told the court that he was not aware that Koyotahi Beach was popular with paragliders. The man did admit that he saw a paraglider fly past him while he was at the beach. <laughs> they argued that his actions on the day of the accident were without fault. I feel like if I was flying my drone and I saw a paraglider, I might be like, ooh, this could be a bad situation. What yeah, am like- I going to do? Not fly my drone? <laughs> yeah. Maybe just like put your drone down, go for a little dip, come back in half an hour, see what the paraglider situation is about. Yep. Uh, Judge Warapuri stated that the man should have immediately landed his drone when he became aware of the paragliders and appreciated that this drone might pose a hazard to the others in the air sharing the same airspace. The judge also stated the man was not following CAA guidelines and was overly reliant on tracking the drone via its screen rather than keeping the drone within his direct line of sight. So are you allowed to just fly a drone? Like, can anyone just fly a drone? I think uh, uh, Australia has requirements about i think there's like some sort of licensing thing for if you want to fly it in residential areas hmm. does that sound right Lucy, sounds, space expert. i have no idea about drones <laughs> this must be pretty high if he's hit a paraglider right well 100 meters up which is insane right yeah that's yeah. a gross that's a gross amount of meters to be up in the sky uh, to be perfectly okay. honest so in australia a remote pilot a remote pilot license or REPL allows you to fly remotely piloted aircraft, or RPA, 
for business or as part of your job in circumstances that need specialist training. You must apply for a REPL if you want to fly a drone larger than two kilos for commercial op- uh, operations, anything other than sport or recreation. So for fun, you don't need You can need have a ship. fun drone. Okay. Yeah. And you can run it into as many paragliders as you like. I feel like I don't get the drone appeal. No. I do. The, Just flying it around? I, yeah. I guess so. Whoosh. When I see the drone up in the sky, I get scared of heights. When I'm flying drones, if I like fly a drone up, like way up in the sky and see it up there, I imagine that I'm up there mm. and that makes me scared of the heights that it's at. So, <laughs> I don't like them. Just yeah. f- fly a plane. That <laughs> sounds more fun to me. Do you guys think remote control cars are fun? Not really. No, I mean, <laughs> well, I, I had one, the, the I had one as a kid that could only turn left. I don't think that's all my parents could afford. The, <laughs> the turning right option was twice an extra 50 bucks. I just, why would you get a drone when you could, like, play flight simulator? You reckon that's more fun? I feel like drones are perverted in their essence. They're free. I think so too, yeah. No, doing pervert stuff. They're the, they're they're the jet skis of the sky. in their essence? <laughs> yes. Like, what do you need to be up at there the looking at the stuff drone. for? That's right. I think... Uh, you can take cool, ominous shots in 4K video with a drone these days, and um, right. that you never used to be able to do that. That was like the sign of a of a movie with a big budget was aerial shots because you had to hire a helicopter That's and true. a cameraman who could work in there. And now, now it's accessible. Like, yeah, a hundred bucks on Kogan, you can take like footage that would have made someone shit their pants 50 years ago. That's cool. Right. I like that. Drones are for the working class. Gotcha. Yep, that's what I'm saying. They're sort of a blue-collar, uh, <laughs> egalitarian, really mm-hmm. opening up society thing. All right. So, Lucy, clearly you didn't like that because you think drones are bad for whatever reason. That's fine. If you have a drone, enjoy your drone. It's just perverted behavior. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm going to need you to give me a ruling on whether this is uh, perverted behavior. This yeah. is another story from Australian Aviation. Yeah, why don't you read out your your little headline there? Uh, no, that's just for us. There's no reason for me to say that one out loud. Yeah, okay. Uh, Virgin hosts mid-air wedding on 737-8FE VA-841. Oh, did you get your uh, marriage license? Huh? No. Hey? No, I'm not a celebrant. <laughs> why? Why do you ask? Fine Explain the joke, going. Theo. <laughs> Are you saying I've never fucked? I liked it. Is that what you're trying to do to me right now? <laughs> Oh, Mr. I've had a baby, so everyone knows I've fucked. At least once. At least once. At least once successfully. We're not talking about the cheat kinds either. You say, oh, I've had sex because I've done done this or done that. We don't have to go into what they are. I know what they are. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think we should. (laughs) What do you reckon counts as a cheat version of having sex? (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) What are we getting at here? I really want you to expound on this one. Uh, I liked the joke. Without the, you know, the whole deal involved. Only with some of the deal involved. Okay. Virgin Australia hosted its first mid-air wedding on board flight VA-841, travelling between Melbourne and Sydney on Thursday. (laughs) Lane Cheong and Luke Sadar walked down the aisle of the 737-8FE VHYFX, which departed the Victorian capital at 12.32pm and landed in the New South Wales capital at 1.37pm. Come on. As a result of COVID <laughs> restrictions, the happy couple wore masks and didn't kiss until they disembarked the aircraft in Sydney. Okay, alright. Sadar from Praran in Melbourne's... I don't know how you fucking well, say that it. one again? 
No. Uh, in Melbourne's inner eastern <laughs> suburbs, so the couple were planning to marry on Valentine's Day and wanted an unconventional wedding. Our friends and family will probably think we're a bit crazy, mm-hmm. but we know we're always up for an adventure, said the groom. We're pregnant. And while both originally from Adelaide, our families now live between the UK, America and Croatia. After five years of dating, we wanted to elope. And thanks to Virgin Australia, we've done just that. Mm. Have you? You went to S- Sydney. <laughs> and up in the air for a bit. <laughs> yeah, for about an hour. Yeah, an hour and five minutes. Uh, stylist Chung. Now, I believe they're saying that she is a stylist, not that her first name is Stylist. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I-, I think. Stylist Chung, 35, said, I'm 17 weeks pregnant. And we just decided we didn't want any fuss. And here we are marrying on board a flight in front of 150 complete strangers. God, what a hassle. Mm. Just trying cool. to enjoy my flight. Got my got my headphones oh, on. Yeah, and you've got to pretend like you're interested. Fuck. Oh, that's nice. They give me you, all this rice freaks. to throw. <laughs> <laughs> Get sucked into the ventilation systems. Cause a catastrophic system failure. We've crashed into some guy's house. Uh, the truth is, I was a wedding planner for many years, and after organizing hundreds of weddings, I wanted something different for us. This, this is always what I had dreamed of, doing something random and completely out of the box. After friends suggested I marry on a flight, Luke, <laughs> Luke loves travel and planes, I couldn't oh. think of a more perfect way for us to say I do, and here we are. Everyone loves travel. Everyone I likes to travel. Hate when people are like, oh, I love traveling. Oh, I love travel. You love having like thousands of dollars to dispo- of disposable income to go on a holiday to somewhere interesting. That's amazing. Mm. I'm very excited for you. You fuck. During the flight, Virgin Cabin crew had, <laughs> I don't know how they checked that, uh, handed all passengers a buttermilk biscuit wedding favor in the shape of a love heart. And the pair were married by celebrity wedding celebrant. Toddy Goldsmith. What are those words that you're saying? <laughs> Celebrity <laughs> wedding celebrant. Toddy Goldsmith. How do we describe who Toddy Goldsmith is? I Wait, do you know who Toddy Goldsmith is? Like very vaguely. That's like, I feel like that's like a D-grade celebrity. I have never heard that name before She's in my like entire 90s life. She's famous. She is has she... an Order of Australia. She's got to know <laughs> Toddy we Goldsmith. We love to oh, give um, the Order of Australia to people who sing. She's an Australian actress and singer, uh, acted in soap operas, The Young Doctors, Starting Out, and Prisoner. Also, Blue Healers, The Secret Life mm-hmm. of Us. All right, so she's Australian. Oh, she's she an Australian. So she's yeah. Australian. Yeah. Like, if you're an Australian actor, you've done, like, the five shows that we have. Yeah, that's right. And then you get an order of Australia. <laughs> uh, what? What? Goldsmith is the daughter of Melbourne restaurateur and nightclub owner Brian Goldsmith and British-born actress Rona Newton-John. Her great-grandfather, the father of her grandmother Irene, was German-Jewish physicist and Nobel Prize winner Max Born. Oh, yeah. Olivia Newton-John is her aunt, the sister of her mother. Bass guitarist Brett Goldsmith is her elder brother and race car driver Emerson Newton-John, her (laughs) half-brother. This has been Toddy Goldsmith Corner. <laughs> who the fuck is Brett Goldsmith? I'm not I have no idea who any of these people are. But, Sorry, um, I'll give yeah, you one celebrity. more sentence here. Mm-hmm. Uh, she became engaged to businessman James Mayo in January 2008. Oh, yeah? That's like a parody character of James May from Top Gear, but he's covered in mayonnaise. Sure. He's more white. But he's that Italian. Seems hard. Hmm. Hmm. 
can't really get a clear idea on what Brett Goldsmith did. Anyway, Lucy, how do you feel about that? This whole thing? Yes. <laughs> like the idea of getting married on a plane, sure. That's a fun idea. Doing it on a Melbourne to Sydney flight, like you're getting, by the time you've reached cruising altitude, oh my fucking by God. the time the seatbelt sign is off, you've got like 20, like 20 minutes, minutes before yeah. you're commencing your descent. Like it's such a short flight. Like really? It's a delightfully short flight. Like it's a surprise how short it is every time. It yeah. doesn't matter how many times you're you do it. You're up in the air and you're down. You're just like, well, you know, flights take a while. You take your seatbelt off. They say, hey, put it back on. Yeah. you back down. Bam. By the time they've handed you out your fucking shitty virgin snacks, like, you're done. The flight is over. I mean, Mr. Millions over here flying virgin and getting snacks. <laughs> Some of us are flying Tiger. Well, not anymore. Uh, some of us are flying Jetstar. I'm usually flying Jetstar and paying extra for my snacks, but um, I don't know. This doesn't doesn't sound like fun. Also, she's like Luke's into planes. She's just she's not into mm. planes. He this isn't like planes. It, um, yeah, but I mean, Luke, like you'd never go in for like a novelty wedding anyway, right? That's just not your sort of thing. <laughs> it's just not really my style. <laughs> yeah. What are you getting at there, Ben? <laughs> uh, nothing. I'm not implying anything whatsoever. Getting married in Las Vegas in front of an Elvis Presley impersonator is the most pure and romantic thing that you can do. So I think um, I was, uh, I mean, you know, obviously I support your choice to do whatever you want in your life. I, I was 100% on board with it until I saw the video from the part of the wedding where while the, the Elvis celebrant, mm, I'm not Brendan. sure what you call him. His name yep, is Brendan. Brendan. Sorry. <laughs> While Brendan was singing whatever song he was singing, he did a little pass the microphone over to you guys to sing a part of it bit. Mm. I couldn't do that. I'd fuck yeah, it up look. and then I'd ruin the whole wedding. Yeah, look, you get what you pay for. <laughs> what, you saying you didn't get the best Elvis? No, I did. I did my research. <laughs> oh, wow. It's good Elvis. <laughs> I mean, he looked great. There's a lot of Elvises there. you gotta you got to choose wisely, but... um. Yeah, I don't know about the plane wedding. It doesn't sound very glamorous. How do you choose your Elvis? Are they all in like a room? You come up a set of stairs and like, now, whichever <laughs> Elvis you like the look of, mm-hmm. you buy them a drink. You can have like a sit and a chat with your Elvis for a little while. Let's <laughs> <laughs> make sure it's a compatible Elvis. <laughs> now, obviously, getting married by Elvis was a dream of yours. Dreams. That's the mm. segue that I'm doing. Yep. This good. is Omen's Importance. You shall see hail fall from a clear sky and burn as fire upon the ground. You shall see darkness cover Egypt when the sun climbs high to noon. And you shall know that God is God and bow down to his will. Don't even need Andrew. Nah, fuck him. <laughs> Tell you what, that man, just while he's not on the show, not good at saying he wants to do something of a morning and then doing it. No. This is two weeks in a row now. Bloody Get terrible your shit at it. together, Andrew. <laughs> he's never going to listen back to this. He's we can never going to listen to this. We can call like, him out right here. in the morning, then we get up in the morning. It's like, oh, my hole's full. And we can do it as long as we do it early, and you're like at 6.30 in the morning. Hey, no, I'm no, ready. No, no, hang on. Let's get that timestamp right. Uh, da, da, da. I'm good to go today at 5.04. I was very confused when I woke up and saw that. I was like, <laughs> what fucking time is it? I saw that when you sent it after having gone to bed at like 2 and I was like, oh shit, really? Oh no. And then I was like, wait, <laughs> no, he's doing a little joke. And then I went back to sleep. <laughs> oh, you could just go back to sleep, could you? That sounds nice. Mm. Well, I mean, 
I am also caring for a life. I have a 40 kilo dog next no, to me in bed. Have a 40 kilo baby. Doing the worst farts in the world last mm. night. Mm. Thank you, Lewis. Where is my, right my, now. my baby's farts care. are very humorous? Uh, yeah, uh, they, he did like a straight up adult fart last night. <laughs> <laughs> the, the timbre of a, an adult's fart. Just, yeah, it's not just the volume, it is the timbre. It's the real air horn kind of fart last night. Oh, wow. um, and and then he and then he grunted out a huge turd. Mm. Good on him. Love that boy. Uh, Louis did a big shit like sort of on top of a bush last night. So like parts of it were on different <laughs> levels of the bush. He was trying to make it as difficult for me to collect it as he possibly could have. You're a real piece of work, pal. He's just looking at me and sucking himself off. It's unbelievable. The disrespect. All right, this is a story from Cell Press which I believe is some sort of uh, media body that represents some journals. I, I don't really understand, but anyway. I think, it's the, I think it's the personal press of the dude from The Cell. Oh, I thought it was the personal press of the dude from Dragon Ball Z. Cell? Yeah, Dragon I think Ball so. Z? No, I got it. it was, yeah. Real-time dialogue with a dreaming person is possible. Hmm. So is this like? No, thank I you. I mean, you can talk to someone that's sleeping, right? Oh, like if they and they say weird shit. Yeah. Oh, Caitlin does that all the time. So like, wake up. <laughs> like while she's awake. <laughs> no, like she she will like sit up in bed and open her eyes and just start talking about, uh, but like super urgently at stuff. Uh, like one night she just like sat up bolt upright and I was still browsing my stories <laughs> and. Um, and she, like, points to the top of the air conditioner and goes, uh, the, the pot plant, the pot plant. And she's, like, urging me towards this, <laughs> this pot plant up there. Um, I'm like, what, what, what? She's, the, the, the pot plant. I'm like, oh, okay, you've fucking lost it. And I just pat her back to sleep like a baby. And she <laughs> settles back. Um, one night when we had the bassinet next to the bed, um, she she woke up and then scooped up Finn in both of her arms. Ah, oh, Finn, Finn, <laughs> just like offering me this child. <laughs> Is Caitlin okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's fun. Uh, no uh, <laughs> dreams take us to what feels like a different reality. No, right. mine are exactly the same it's as we really. found out. Oh yeah, that's the right. other episode. Filling up the word limit type sentence. Hmm. They also happen while we're fast asleep. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Correct. Uh, so you might not expect the person in the midst of a vivid dream would be able to perceive questions and provide answers to them. But a new study reported in the journal Current Biology on February 18th shows that, in fact, they can. We found that individuals in REM sleep can interact with an experimenter and engage in real-time communication, said senior author Ken Power of Northwestern University. We also showed that dreamers are capable of comprehending questions, engaging in working memory operations, and producing answers. Most people might predict that this would not be possible, that people would either wake up when asked a question or fail to answer, and certainly not comprehend a question without misconstruing it. While dreams are a common experience, scientists still haven't adequately explained them. Relying on a person's recounting of dreams is also fraught with distortions and forgotten details, so Paller and colleagues decided to attempt communication with people during lucid dreams. Theo, you ever fuck around with lucid dreaming? God, no. Fuck, I don't need that in my life. Mm, you just <laughs> seem like the sort of computery type of guy who would have tried it uh, at some point in his life. Mm, no. I, I, 
okay, to be perfectly honest, it just sounds like way too much effort. It does, doesn't it? Every time I've I looked at them, I'm like, oh, no. Can you force them? To, like, I've had them. Yeah. I've never, like, forced one to happen. Yeah, people do, supposedly. They claim okay. to. Still seems fake to me. I don't really understand it. If you do lucid dreaming, shut up, nerd. <laughs> Our experimental goal is akin to finding a way to talk with an astronaut who is on another world. But in this case, the world is entirely fabricated on the basis of memories stored in the brain. What a wonderful simile. <laughs> uh, the researchers write, They realised finding a means to communicate could open the door in future investigations to learn more about dreams, memory, and how memory storage depends on sleep, the researchers say. The researchers studied 36 people who aimed to have a lucid dream, in which a person is aware they're dreaming. The paper is unusual in that it includes four independently conducted experiments using different approaches to achieve a similar goal. In addition to the group at Northwestern University in the US, one group conducted studies at the Sorbonne University in France, one at Osnabrück University in Germany, and one at Radboud University <laughs> Medical Center in the Netherlands. Wonderful. Imagine a bunch of aggressive Dutch voices yelling at you in your dreams. <laughs> oh, that sounds what terrible. are you seeing? No, <laughs> I'm sleeping. Leave me alone. Get out of here, Langneck. <laughs> May I enter your dreams? <laughs> you can peep everywhere, including inside your own mind. <laughs> we put the results together because we felt that the combination of results from four different labs using different approaches most convincingly attest to the reality of this phenomenon of two-way communication, says Karen Conkley, a PhD student at Northwestern University and first author of the paper. In this way, we see that different means can be used to communicate. One of the individuals who readily succeeded with two-way communication had narcolepsy and frequent lucid dreams. Among the others, some had lots of experience in lucid dreaming and others did not. Overall, the researchers found that it was possible for people while dreaming to follow instructions, do simple math, answer yes or no questions, or tell the difference between different sensory stimuli. They could respond using eye movements or by contracting facial muscles. Uh, the researchers refer to it as interactive dreaming. I don't, this sounds like torture. Hey, sounds horrible. Uh, hey, I know you're sleeping there. I know you're having that nice little dream. Why don't you do some maths for me and then just <laughs> contort your face a bunch to let me know that you're finished? Hey, uh, I'm going to pour water on you that's either freezing cold or boiling hot. Move your eyes to the right if it's scalding. Mm-hmm. Conkley says that further studies of dreaming could use these same methods to assess cognitive abilities during dreams versus awake. They could also help verify the accuracy of post-awakening dream reports. Outside of the laboratory, the methods could be used to help people in various ways, such as solving problems during sleep or offering nightmare sufferers novel ways to cope. Follow-up experiments run by members of the four research teams aim to learn more about connections between sleep and memory processing and about how dreams may shed light on this memory processing. I don't like to will. think about dreams. No, dreams are I don't private. like knowing anything about all this. It's all fucked up. Right? This is like the one thing that we could maybe just leave inside the skull and never really deal with. Mm. I think so. I read something that said that like something like 60% or more of your dreams are negative. You just don't remember them. Oh. Like you're just having mostly bad dreams all night and it's the way yeah. that your brain is processing memories and feelings and stuff. I don't remember having good dreams. I have only bad dreams. Yeah. I, I had a flying dream once. That was like 10 years ago. Oh, they're fine. I like, I like put my, <laughs> put my arms out <laughs> and I lifted off the ground and like zoomed over a tropical island and it was fucking incredible. <laughs> 
and I woke up ready to do anything at all. And then I fell asleep again because it was like 3 a.m. and I went back to uh, dreaming about um, having my nude dick out in the exam. (laughs) Yeah, I I spent probably the first 20 minutes of my day trying to shake off the bad vibes of the dream that I just had, being like, nope. No, I'm not actually drowning inside a World War II battleship. It is 2021, and I have to go to work. It's good. It's good that our brains do this to us. It's very bad. I, uh, yeah. If only we could get rid of them. Get rid of them, I say. Who needs them? I think the kind of dream, yeah, apart from, like, us. We use it for, like, memory processing. We die if we don't have them? Something? I don't know. I just want to get the the drill thing from Pi done to me so I don't have to worry about it anymore. And if it hits some other stuff on the way in there, so be it. I want to use the uh, dream machine from that one Bond movie with the Madonna song. The dream machine. Haven't seen it. The guy gets really mad because instead of sleeping, he uses the dream machine that makes him crazy. Tomorrow never begins. Tomorrow never dies. Yep, die those day. Are, they're all James Bond movies. Yep. That much is true. I think it's Die Another Day. So th- this is the thing from the present. How about something <laughs> from the past that's happening in the present? This is a story from Reuters, or as we pronounce it over here in Australia, Reuters. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we should have bloody called this podcast, am I right, guys? Because <laughs> we, right. have, have we all have sex. Yeah. 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 And have had sex before. Yep. Yeah. Black could have been horseshoe beery. No, that doesn't make horseshoe. any sense. No, I, I don't understand what the pun there's is. There's no need to revisit that. I don't know why anyone would laugh at that or suggest that <laughs> at a vulnerable moment in a group chat with a bunch of new friends. We've <laughs> 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 about it years later. Black-footed ferret cloned from the cells of another that lived more than 30 years ago. Ooh. Scientists have successfully cloned an endangered black-footed ferret using frozen cells from a long-dead wild animal. The first time any native endangered species has been cloned in the United States. Imagine being the person that's just kept that frozen ferret in your freezer yeah. for... one day. 30 years. One day. One day they're going <laughs> to... Someone's going to have a use for this. Someone. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just like knocking door to door being like... Oh, do you, by any chance, have a black-footed ferret in your freezer? It needs to be from the 70s. Yeah, and your freezer must have not ago. died at any point between then and now. The power went out at one point, so it's uh, a little weird in there, but uh, I think the genetic material is still intact. <laughs> uh, black-footed ferret recovery efforts aimed at increased genetic diversity and disease resistance took a bold step forward on December 10th with the birth of Elizabeth Ann. That's from a the strange of, name. Are they naming a, a ferret after the queen? Is Maybe. that what's happening here? This could be some sort of uh, satire that I don't fully understand. Oh. <laughs> you little weasel. All, all the British listeners are just chuckling to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite droll. <laughs> uh, uh, with the birth of Elizabeth Ann, created from the cells of Willa, a black-footed ferret that lived more than 30 years ago, the US Fish and Wildlife Service said. That ferret is still Willa. Yeah, that's the same ferret. That's the same ferret. It's a clone. You can't give a clone a different name. I think that's rude. Yeah, you- now we're getting into the, the ferret of Theseus here. Mm-hmm. I mean... <laughs> if you take one cell... <laughs> I think the ferret of Theseus situation would be maybe if you chopped off a ferret's head, replaced it with a cyborg hand, and then kept <laughs> doing that until you had a sort of 
ferret and mecha ferret situation. <laughs> I mean, we could do that too. We have the I technology. <laughs> we do have the technology. Although this research is preliminary, it is the first cloning of a native endangered species in North America, and it provides a promising tool for continued efforts to conserve the black-footed ferret, said Noreen Walsh, director of the service's Mountain Prairie hey, region. On. How is this only preliminary? What happened to Elizabeth Ann? Oh, they <laughs> were like, oh, she's alive. They'd throw her in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Did Elizabeth Ann like, just instantly uh, do the thing from the end of Akira? <laughs> no, I assume Elizabeth Subsuming. did the uh, thing from Robocop 2 where it tore off its own face and just the skull was screaming and then it disappeared. Fuck, that sounds good. I, gotta, I haven't seen it, so. Oh, it's not good. Uh, okay. Uh, but that scene, very good. Maybe I'll just look up that scene. Where's that Robocop 3? Anyway. There is footage of this little ferret, so I assume she's still alive. Well, that's what they want oh, you to think. Very cute. The species, North America's only native ferret, were once thought to be extinct, but were brought back from nearly vanishing forever after a Wyoming rancher discovered a small population on his land in 1981. God, that's the dream. Mm. Hey, is these rats important? <laughs> <laughs> they sort were of long and smart. <laughs> something, something weird about these squirrels. You guys better come check them out. <laughs> They were captured to begin a captive breeding program to recover the species, but only seven of the original wild animals bred, and all living ferrets today are closely related. That puts limitations on the species' genetic diversity, creating challenges for resilience to changing environments and emerging disease threats. Elizabeth Ann is a genetic copy of Willa, a black-footed ferret captured among the last wild individuals who died in the 1980s and has no living descendants, so is not one of the seven founders. That seems... Odd, ominous way of phrasing of, that. Very strange. Of America? The founders. No, in like 300 years when there's a future society of only black-footed ferrets, mm-hmm. uh, they will the be the, the founder. founders. Yeah, okay. The Wyoming Game and Fish Department had the foresight to preserve her genes and sent tissue samples from Willa to San Diego Zoo's Global Frozen Zoo in Pardon? 1988. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Does that make ferrets game or fish? I think they're game. More than they're fish. <laughs> I don't think you can hurt these. I do really like that this is like we are wielding the awesome, terrifying power of God here. And these statements are coming from the Fish and Wildlife Service. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we haven't really spent enough time on the fact that we're still like cloning animals. I thought we did Dolly. I thought yeah, we were sheep. done. Like, and I thought that was done. done. We're like, we can do cloning. That's yeah. We figured we, it out. We did Dolly, and then scientists grew a whole bunch of disgusting-looking meat in, like, Petri dishes, and mm-hmm. then everyone ran out to write their, this is what scientists think that we'll be eating in uh, 2060 or whatever. Or it's if just you're the a Daily Mail, it's, uh, scientists will force you to eat this. Yeah. Yes, exactly. it will make you gay. Um, <laughs> Uh, and now we're cloning ferrets. I, I think we may have gone too far. So the the Dolly experiments, <laughs> which is not a section in the girls' magazine mm-hmm. Dolly. Uh, yeah. that Try was like shouting the... at your at your boyfriend's penis <laughs> very hard. <laughs> Put a donut on it and yell at him. <laughs> <laughs> that happened in the mid nineties, and that is still like the touchstone for like. Yeah, I've not really heard about any other animal cloning. Not that I'm reading. A lot of Maybe there's a bunch literature. of it. Yeah, are they just not getting any traction in the media? Like, hey, we cloned. It's not a spicy goat. enough. 
It's not spicy enough. This is yeah. not. It's kind um, of human already. Just go for it. Go for it. Like I'm sick of dancing what is around there it. To lose. Haven't we? No, we haven't done that. I feel like wasn't there All a thing where one government someone gave birth to someone that was like genetically identical to themselves, or it, I, it might be that I. I hope that I mean, didn't Finn happen. looks exactly like me as a baby. <laughs> yeah, but he's got to get bigger soon, and then the results yeah. will be gone. And he does, he does cry like before dad. shitting. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is all. I feel like maybe I could have looked this up before we spoke about it, but I. This is one of those things where my understanding of where we're at with it technologically is based on when I used to read science magazines, which is when I was twelve. Yeah. The world has moved on since two thousand and two. Apparently so. I mean, I guess it's good that you can clone endangered animals. It's nice. Yeah, you say that now until they're all 40 foot tall and rampaging through your town. Which they will be. Yeah. They're very cute, though. (laughs) Can you imagine the The smell, though, of a 40 foot ferret? Bad. (laughs) (laughs) Which includes biotech and conservation uh, conservation group Revive and Restore, private pet cloning company Viagen Pets and Equine. What the fuck? That's what's happening. Step back there. (laughs) Private pet cloning company. It's about to highlight that sentence uh-huh. and then Google America's search it and Theo beat me to what? it. America's pet cloning experts, the worldwide leader in cloning the animals we love. What the fuck what is going the on? Fuck? I don't want a genetically identical what? version of my pet that has different memories. That's not going to make me happy. <laughs> That's the, fucked up. The, the image of the, the, the what do you call the, uh, is it champion image? What do you call that thing? at The, the um, hero image. The yes. hero image. They've of Chloe and Zoe. Chloe and Zoe. Chloe being a very handsome, uh, lovely looking uh, dog. And then <laughs> Zoe, a, a puppy version of, of Chloe. Chloe's genetic twin. They look quite different though. They, <laughs> they don't look the same at all. Zoe does They've not look like Chloe. They've just two dogs that look kind of the same. I think uh, this is a scam. Meet the world's first cloned Przewalski's horse. Oh, Przewalski's horses are fucked up. Cloning a horse is no good. This guy, Przewalski, must have gotten, uh, like, pranked or something. They must have gone out and gone, hey, we found found this fucked up looking horse. It looks very, very (laughs) stupid. Extremely stupid. It's just a a horse that looks like a moron. Uh, Imagine a horse (laughs) ten times stupider. And you could tell just from looking at it. Anyway, we, we named it after you. It's Przewalski's horse. Go and Google Przewalski's horse. Mm-hmm. And then look at look at this stupid fucking horse. This company is called Viagen, which is yeah. like some real Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's a genetic company. Right name. out of the, right off the bat, uh, their parent company is Transover. Um, pardon? I guess. Yep, they move they're eggs. Tr- they're transcending. The boundaries of science, spirituality, um, human life. They are certainly violating God's wishes by doing this. Oh. What the f- What is... We know that many dog owners have GP questions about cloning cl- dogs. A clone dog is simply a genetic twin of your dog, born at a later date. Yep, that <laughs> is correct. <laughs> okay, well, that's... Okay, we sorted that out. How long does it take your GP to clone a pet? Um, process in less than four weeks. What? The 
the cloning process requires the same gestation process and nursing process as with any pet breeding technique. What the fuck? This is no, so upsetting. Doesn't. You're cloning it. I don't like this at all. I think feel like this is a scam. I'm looking at all the like client stories and they're all like, my pet's about to die and we look forward to welcoming his clone. Okay, our Pet Express Pet Tissue Banking, ETB, Pet Genetic Preservation, GP, and Pet Cloning, the same thing? No. These are three separate services. So we will offend God, we will spit in God's face, uh, and then we will transcend the need for God. These are three separate services that we offer. I... I'm what, lost. What? I cannot get back on the rails of this show again. I, okay, so like, I'm losing my they, mind here. They offer this for like horses and stuff, which kind of makes sense to me. If you're, I don't know, like a a racehorse or a competition horse breeder, and yeah. you have like a fucking fantastic horse, whatever. If you were a private citizen and your like beloved dog has just died. Looking at the same dog again is not going to make you feel better unless you are a psycho. No. It's like in fucking mm. AI when she gets mm. a robot child to replace her. Wait, no, it's not his replacement. But that would be the same deal, right? Fucking like being like, oh, my kid just died. Here's a robot that looks Here's like the my same kid. kid. And I feel no, no differently about this second child who has come to me via the way of a corporation. I just deeply hope this is a scam and they're just, they just give you a dog that looks kind of like your other dog. Oh, and what happens when animals are born with deformities or otherwise unhealthy? I too am looking at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All forms of reproduction result in some unhealthy births. Regular health checks performed on animals to ensure their health and well-being. Okay. Oh my God. Have you looked at what is the cost of dog cloning and cat cloning? Yeah, I just clicked on that one just then. Holy fuck. Go on then. Dog cloning costs are $50,000 paid in two equal installments. Cat cloning costs are $35,000 paid in two equal installments. Well, by comparison, that's a fucking bargain. Yeah, you got to clone your cat then. Come on. <sighs> they call it... Okay, so they, they, they say cloning is called somatic cell nuclear transfer. Now, I've seen enough sci-fi movies. I know what that means. That uh, that involves the power of the of the atom. Uh, that imp- oh, sorry, Andrew's just asking. Have I missed the podcast? Yeah, but we've not missed him. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, mean. <laughs> Didn't mean that. Oh, we love him. All right, go on. I'm I'm really derailed by this. So fucking- harnessing the power of nuclear energy, and in relation to Soma, the song by Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, yeah, and also the the horror game, um, where like faceless, nameless creatures kind of chase you around, and also the drug from mm. Brave New World. That, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're giving them the Brave New World <laughs> lets you that lets your new dog fuck good. <laughs> <laughs> I got my dog. Oh, I got my man. dog cloned, and he's a fucking jackhammer now. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking at the client stories, and I am thoroughly disturbed by Winky the cat, mm. 
who definitely looks like they accidentally put a human brain in there. <laughs> so I'll copy this into the chat. Uh, and this is, of course, um, an audio medium. So uh, Still an audio medium. This, mm-hmm. And you want to see it and you're not in our group chat. Simply go to the website of Viagen Viagen. Pets, oh, yeah, Winky look at their client no stories good. and then look at Winky, the horrible cat with a human brain. How, how do you guys feel about Winky? I Is that just the original Winky, though? I feel like all of these client stories, none of them have got their cloned pet yet. No. Um, some great names in, though. <laughs> the names in here, though. There is a dog called Burlington. <laughs> uh, there is a dog in here called Joker Vom House Falkenplatz. Okay. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> There's a dog called Jack, but the photo is mostly of a human man. <laughs> This is intriguing. <laughs> and there's a dog in there that looks exactly like Louie. Buckshot. That is a bad name for a dog. They don't... Oh, okay, so, like, I haven't seen any of them that have actually been cloned. Like, I I loved my cat, uh, and then he died. Uh, he got pancaked by a dump truck. Um... I found Viagen Pets via an internet search, just searching normal things. Uh, the idea of him leaving me one day is too hard to bear, but I have comfort knowing that his genes have been preserved. So they haven't even cloned... Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. they've right. just I don't like, think they've cloned any pets. I'm they've gonna... just scooped up part of Hercules, <laughs> tossed it in the freezer, put a little tag on that, um, on the goop, and said, thank you, that's $10,000. $50,000. No, 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 because they haven't been cloned yet. Like, mm. I think they've just frozen Hercules' body. Do you think body. this company has been around long enough to actually instigate the cloning protocol when a pet dies? Oh, there is a dog in here called Bugsy Levine. <laughs> sure, dude. The dog's got two names. I'm just if trying to you find- have cloned your pets via, via Gen Pets, please send us an email. Oh, no. Uh, Athena is a Doberman. Uh, I have been in the Doberman breed since 1980. <laughs> weird way to phrase that. The breed health has steadily declined due to the extremely small gene pool. I have Athena and Alexandria, her daughter, both stored to clone down the road. They have healthy pedigrees and lines that cannot be replaced. They both are the loves of my life. And both girls own me like no other dogs I have ever owned. They're brilliant, compliant, and just love to work. Emphasis is this woman's. Uh, hopefully more breeders put healthy dogs into your program and maybe, just maybe, there'll be hope for the breed I've dedicated my life to. This is a scam. I think we're I feel like scam. I should report Viagen Pets to some kind of scam watch, which I assume they don't have in the United States. They no, don't have they, scam watch. They encourage I think it. you're just allowed to do scams over yeah, there. Yeah, uh, it's called the US government. <laughs> okay. got and they're doing the scams. Oh, good lord! No, every single one of these, they've just stored the stored the stuff, yeah. stored the meat, the meat that they'll use. In 2018, the first successful cloning of primates using SCNT was reported with the, two, the birth of two live female clones. Oh yeah. yeah, now we're getting close. Yep, there are crab-eating macaques named Zhong Zhong and Hua Hua. Doesn't say anything in here about a uh, successful human cloning. Hmm. hmm. If you're a clone, write into us at Punta Vista. Yeah, please don't. 
very scared of you. And please indicate, please indicate whether you know for clients? sure if you're the the original or the clone. Oh, that's true. Gonna need some proof. It'd be exactly like in that uh, Paul Jennings story. Where yep. he finds out he's the reversed one. Oh. Here's a story from New Scientist. Life found beneath Antarctic ice sheet shouldn't be there. That's a good headline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Sure, that sounds good. Hey, should you be down there? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the inadvertent discovery of sea life on a boulder beneath an Antarctic ice shelf challenges our understanding of how organisms can live in environments far from sunlight, according to a team of biologists. <laughs> I do like that they have to attribute that claim. Like, they're not willing to put on the record that it challenges our understanding of something. They have to say, somebody else says it challenges our understanding. We have no opinions as to whether or not it does. We couldn't make a call either way. James Smith and Paul Unker at the British Antarctic Survey drilled through the 900 metre thick Filchneron ice shelf and dropped a camera down a hole in search of mud on the seabed. I can show you mud in lots of places that don't have 900 metres of ice on top of them. Like Name one. Mm. Uh, the banks of the beautiful Brisbane River. Uh, that's certainly Wouldn't true. Wouldn't know. To their surprise, it revealed a boulder ringed by animals. Footage appears to show 16 sponges, accompanied by 22 unidentified animals that could include barnacles. Exciting. <laughs> Very exciting stuff. <laughs> oh, there could be barnacles <gasps> could in there. be barnacles down there. <laughs> it is the first time that immobile life like these creatures has been found beneath an Antarctic ice sheet. There's also- I don't trust them. No, they're up to no good down there. <laughs> they're definitely up to no good. Don't trust a barnacle. There's all sorts of reasons they shouldn't be there, says Hugh Griffiths at the British Antarctic Survey, who analysed the footage. He thinks the animals, which are probably filter feeders, survive on nutrients carried in the minus two degrees C water. The conundrum is that they are so far from obvious nutrient sources, given that the boulder is located 260 kilometres from the open water at the front of the Filchner-Ron ice shelf, where photosynthetic organisms can survive. What's more, the sponge's food is probably travelling from even further afield, says Griffiths. Given what we know about the ocean currents in the area, the nearest upcurrent source of sunlight appears to be 600 kilometres away. Hmm. It isn't yet clear whether the rock-hugging animals are new to science, how long they live, some Antarctic glass sponges are more than 10,000 years old, or how often they feed, be it once a year, a decade, or a century. But there are signs that life on this single boulder isn't a one-off thing. Filming also captured a single sponge on another rock nearby. The find is significant because it suggests life in Antarctica's harshest environments is more adaptable and more diverse than we thought. Griffiths now wants to study the animals more closely, but it won't be easy in such a remote, harsh place. Tiny, remotely operated vehicles lowered down a borehole in the ice are one option that may unlock the answers. That is exciting stuff. That is exciting. Sponges, barnacles. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. All of these numbers are huge. 10,000 years old. Nothing should live for that long. I don't think so, and I don't trust them. No. They're getting nutrients in a way that we, (laughs) science is yet to understand. Can you call what a sponge is doing living? (laughs) (laughs) Sort of just like... Not really, you know. It's very passive to be a sponge. But uh, who, who among us is not simply... Born aloft by the currents of life and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, getting by. I'm Stuck not really making rock. active decisions on a day-to-day basis. That's true. Maybe if I was given the 
option in the film The Lobster, whether I would become whatever animal I like. Maybe I'd just be a sponge, you know? Do they let you choose the animal? Yeah, that's why he chooses yeah. a lobster. Oh, I can't remember much about that movie. Which is a strange really choice. But, um, you know, maybe being a sponge is where it's at. Just They're pretty chill. Just existing, you know? I want to be just one of vibing. those, like, massive jellyfish that end up with tentacle trails that are, like, 60 feet long. You're just basking all the time, just drifting along, capturing a little no bit brain. of sunlight. That's true. No brain, no thoughts, just vibes. And this is different hmm? to... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I am already living my dream life. That's true. <laughs> That's my recommendation to everyone. Produce a podcast. <laughs> you don't have to do all that much if you already enjoy reading the news a lot. Love that news. Love it. Uh, Griffiths now wants to study the animals more closely, but it won't be easy in such a remote, harsh you place. You already yeah, said this one. This. You already did it. I don't remember saying the thing about <laughs> ROVs. I, did you I? sure did. Said the thing you about sure ROVs. did. How Sponge excited behavior. was my tone of voice? Right to the <laughs> You weren't that excited. <laughs> Maybe I was thinking about something else. I get very excited about ROVs. I love those little guys. Yeah. They're not quite nanobots, but they're... No, they're more bots? macrobots almost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're quite large. Is this what you're asking me about? Um, whether I had a remote control car? No, that was uh, mostly because I wanted to gauge how much you guys experience fun. Oh, yeah, right. yeah not boring. A yeah, okay. Well, flying something around is pretty cool. Oh, planes are so stupid. I'd love remote control cars <laughs> and ROVs. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Jesse got to like. Their whole study was them piloting ROVs on the bottom yes, of the fucking Jesse abyssal went plane. Down into the ocean in a little submarine type thing. Oh, and God, they the shit. I'm so pilot weird jealous. shit down there. Like, it's not for me. I don't want to know what's going on down in the ocean, but it's I'm glad someone's doing it. Not of your business. <laughs> not of my business. <laughs> don't care for it. I feel like it would be better if we were completely ignorant to it, you know? I want to find out. I really enjoy that every time they release a new season of Blue Planet, uh, which is twice mm. so far uh they find new weirder shit we just like animals can't get any more strange <gasps> they're so weird this reminds me i was watching some ocean documentary last night and it had a bunch of shit about cuttlefish you guys know how cuttlefish mating happens is that the one where they like sort of aggressively spear each other well it's like the men all aggressively hover around this woman and just like the biggest cuttlefish comes and this documentary said like a fire hose like flushes out the other cuttlefish's <laughs> semen <laughs> so oh, that no. his is the last one in there <laughs> look up cuttlefish mating very upsetting and you were watching this <laughs> and my understanding is that you don't smoke weed no and i was just still thought watching it'd be nice i was like want to watch some shit about whale sharks and then That's it was incredible. just very very aggressive very polyamorous cuttlefish stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, something sinister about all of the cephalopods. Anything yeah. that looks like that down there, don't They like know it. something. They know more than us. The ocean, the Antarctic, <laughs> all of it. Let's <laughs> not go there. How about investigating what's happening in our own homes? Oh. I don't, I don't really know what that could mean. Uh, no. And it wasn't a segue for anything either. Um 
Yeah. Maybe give your pets a belly rub instead of exploring. Yeah, please don't clone them. Please don't look at cloning your pets. No, don't clone your pets. And if you already have, please tell us about it. And also yeah, give us do. 500 bucks, you rich piece <laughs> of shit. Yeah, rich motherfucker. Well, that's probably enough for this week, I would say. Thank you very much for listening. It is still freemium February. It is freemium February. Uh, so bonus episodes are free. You can get a little taste of what it'd be like to essentially do what you're doing now, um, but twice. Mm. With five dollars less a month. It's exciting stuff. Oh, you can pay in Australian dollars now. I think. Mm. So instead well, we of paying five US and then having that converted to Australian dollars, you can pay seven Australian dollars. Yeah, I don't know already... if that's true yet. No, it is. Some but people we'll have already out. done it. Oh, uh, that's good. Friend for them. of the show, Travis, for example, has already done it. Thank you, Thanks, Travis. Except he's, he's paying twice as much as he needs to. What are you doing, you fool? Love you very much. Thank you. Uh, that's everything from us. We will see you next week or sooner. No, yep. definitely next week. Okay. Yep. I'm putting this sure. out on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. 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 The kid that worked down at the local Baskin Robbins got a tattoo of a lipstick print attached above his collar. I watched him relocating pistachio to a waffle, thinking I had lost the plot, if not the passion for the novel. He asked me what I wanted. I ordered something daft. He said he liked the tattoo Alex drew me of the bats. Thanks. I like it too, but modestly confess. In present company, my coloring is not the main event. Look at that neck. The message is immediate. The guy F chicks. I spent a lot of years making friends with cool artists. So when they drew me tattoos, I could truly feel important. Now some 22-year-old inside a cube of brick and mortar got me questioning my morals in the corny pecking order. I should give a shit less. Cherry, no. Whip, yes. Lot of years. Got a head full of dreadlocks down to her waist I watched her at the spinach to the ginger to the grapes My hair was underwhelming, my juice was fucking great Some lady orders maca, compliments the locks She asked how many years it took the girl to grow the crop It took a lot of years and then eventually I cut them Kept them, reattached them anytime I want them My mind's fucking blown, the future is amazing I feel so fucking old I bet you clone your pets and ride a hoverboard to work the folding map to find the juice place in the first These kids are running wild, I'm still recovering from church You should have seen me in the 90s, I could only up a curb You should have seen me in the 80s I was bumping new edition, dragon acting in the Hades Lot of years Lot of years